This podcast is brought to you by the Business Habitat, a 12-month development program for expert business leaders looking to escape the hamster wheel and grow their businesses to scale. So here's the question. In our expert professional services businesses, where the rules were written last century and the world keeps changing around us, how do we as experts who have spent years, sometimes decades, getting our technical skills to the ultimate level, the proportionally little time learning the ones required to grow our businesses based on our own terms, rewrite these rules for ourselves? I'm Sam Dean, and this podcast, Business Habitat, explores the answers to these questions. Hello and welcome everybody to the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host. Today, I just wanted to check in with you guys after a couple of really good episodes that we had in the last few weeks, one with Avon Collis on technology, sales marketing, you know, around CRM. And then back in episode 83 with Matt Kreese around about networking um, and how you build a network as opposed to, to actually networking. We've had some really fabulous feedback on both of these podcasts and I really just wanted to take a moment, well, probably more than a moment, more like 20 to 30 minutes and reflect back on these two topics in relation to building your business habitat on the terms as I actually have a lot of similarities and a lot of similarities in the problems that you can come across with them as well. So let's get started on that. For me, each of these have been a very important part of building my business habitat, but both have probably been my biggest emotional and financial drains when I look at my journey of building the knowledge um, and the skills that I have now and building the business habitat, which is what we're doing today around a Blueprint HQ. And I think for me, what what I want to really look at in this particular episode is how can we make the process of looking and implementing technology, particularly as it's changing so much these days, and also your network, more efficient for you, and but without taking the benefit of the learnings that actually come from the exploration of both of these within your own business habitat as well. Because so while both have been actually, as I said, a a big financial and emotional drain for me in the past without the processes and the actual failures and mistakes that I made with both, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here having this discussion. You can never take away the learnings that you do from going down some rabbit holes and and chasing um, shining lights, which I was always very good at in both network and technology. But how can we make that just a little bit more effective for you so you can still get the benefit of the learnings, but maybe not, you know, go through the same same processes that I did? Because I don't think any of that has really changed at all now. For me, having a plan and really understanding where your alignment sits is really key to exploring where you should build network or who you should build your network with. And then also what technology you should use in your everyday and in your business as well. Now, this is kind of counterintuitive, as I indicated before. One of the things for me early on and one of the biggest challenges was, particularly in both of these, was that I didn't actually understand the problem that I was trying to solve. 
So when it's very hard to kind of set a strategy, well, people think it's very hard to send a strategy around, well, I'm not really sure why or where I should build a network, or I'm not sure what technology I should use, if any at all, you know, how can you actually plan that? Well, the plan is the outcome would be then something more like, I want to actually go down a path for a while and this is the result I want. I actually want to learn, you know, from people who actually like me and advocate me or I want to see what technology is out there to replace it or I want to actually explore the problem that I actually have that will or will not need technology and not just react to the overflow of information that's coming through me now. Another similarity with these is that both of them need time and relationship built. So with network, you need to build relationship with people, which we don't often spend time and plan for. And then obviously technology as well is something that you actually need to really get to know. So stay with me here. I can hear people going, well, technology is not people, so why do I have to build a relationship with it? But it is something that's going to be working for you constantly and it is something that you will use in your everyday all the time. So you do actually need to spend time with it. You need to understand really a lot of the time that I didn't spend with technology early on was actually understanding the problem it was solving for me. So I can give you a couple of examples like this. Obviously, one of the things that I had read and when I went to you know, I was looking outside the box a bit. Everyone said, well, you need a client relationship management system. So a CRM, as Avon and I were talking about in last week's episode. But what I didn't realize was that while I thought the problem was I didn't have enough sales and I couldn't follow them up, what I didn't realize the problem was I wasn't actually, I didn't have a sales process at all. I wasn't selling. I wasn't funneling in and educating the market. I wasn't then trying to convert sales because I hadn't really had it before. So the problem was actually I didn't have a sales process and I didn't have the skills to actually sell and I hadn't actually asked the market rather than I need a technology to make that more efficient because putting technology in at that point was useless because what am I making more efficient at that point? So while it was good for generating emails for content or newsletters or whatever, the actual purpose of a CRM system, it was probably only being used to five, maybe even less of its capacity. And it certainly didn't solve the problem on more sales. I can tell you that. But that, that was what was promised. But no one really ever explored what the problem was until later on when I was working with somebody else who was actually a, an advisory technology and we came to the conclusion that I actually didn't know how to sell. So no amount of technology was going to solve that problem. Now, later on, obviously it did and it's made us more effective now, but, you know, there was a lot of a lot of angst and money spent at that point. And I can give you many, many examples of that. Then the second time you need to then for me was then really getting to know the software because most technology and most software or digital stuff and I use if you think about the one most people know is which is Excel we only use very a small amount so if we don't spend the time to understand where we can use it in our everyday we can never have a a really fully functioning relationship with it so you know, I hadn't really defined my problems at that point. 
And it's very similar with network. I can't tell you how many networking events that I went to or how many, how much time I spent on the phone with people who wanted to sell me something. And I kind of looked at that as I'm going to build this network. And this is where they kind of, in my story, actually intertwine. Because after really talking with Matt and Avon, who are people who are completely outside my traditional network and completely outside my industries that I, you know, that I was actually in, it became very apparent to me that how connected technology and network building Um, And by network, I mean people who will advocate for you later and you will advocate for them in expert businesses are intimately linked and that we actually create what I heard an expression was, um, I can't remember if it was in Matt's podcast, but it was certainly somewhere along the line of the gig network. So if you think about a lot of the industry events that I spoke at and a lot of the industry events that I went to or was part of or networked with early on in my um, change from tax to advisory, and I know that this is to be true for a lot of expert conferences, is they're actually sponsored and a lot of the non-technical speakers and the people there are suppliers to us as far as technology goes. So we were trying, I was trying to get information and build a network with people who would never advocate me because why would they? I'm actually their customer. And while I thought quite wrongly that they would, they might advocate sort of other external clients to me, I spent a lot of time going to events, networking with people who were either my peers. So if you go to any kind of expert event and the purpose is to network and to build relationships, don't go to areas that are your peers. Now, this is safe. I felt safe there. But I was also asking, you know, how are you doing things and trying to solve problems that I had when they had the same problems. So it wasn't really educating any of us, really. So talking to a friend of mine and then obviously talking to Matt and Avon recently, too, I really have been reflecting on just how much as experts we integrate our need for better technology um, and our need to have technology solve some of our, you know, efficiency problems or our delivery problems or our product problems or whatever they might be going forward and also our network and how we actually develop our network. You know, if I look at my story back in the day, sort of 15 years ago when I was really trying to shift from being a tax accountant to a more business advisory type of one, as the term was back then, a friend of mine has recently pointed out to me that the whole business advisory and and the products that we should be offering is actually not 100% because, you know, our clients do want obviously business advice, but a lot of the stuff that we do and a lot of the decisions we make, particularly around technology and who we network with, are based on software providers. So people who have a program that will do dashboards, who will do business analysis, back in the day for me it was Profit Optimizer, And it was very much the conferences that I went to who suggested what I did were very much influenced by Myob, which is a software provider, not only for the type that you know today in the retail, but also all of the accounting technology that we use within the firms for production of tax, et cetera. And they they had bought a product called Profit Optimizer. And then there was a lot of conversation around and a lot of um, influences around how you use that software um, to 
get a different product outside of tax and, and kind of, I think, the, you know, move from compliance to reliance and, you know, help make your decisions, et cetera, all that they want. So if I look back even back then, I was wanting to give definitely I wanted to solve the problem of business owners similar to the ones that I had when I owned, opened up my own small to medium business that wasn't an accounting firm. And so I looked to the people who were talking about it, which at the end of the day were the providers of the technology. So they kind of said to us, you need this product or you need to do advisory and here's something that can do it. I based my whole thing around that. And the people who I was in building my network with were people who were either directly related to that or wanted to do that themselves. So uh, we were going to advisory events or whatever they were where the people in it were our peers as opposed to people who might be able to expand our mind or might be end user clients who can actually help us, you know, give us and feed us back information. And a lot of the speakers on the stage were software providers or people who have had done something not a lot of them were outside our industry and not a lot of them were technical people. And what now I, in reflection, if I look at a lot of the other big network conferences and the big accounting conferences that I went to and I, you know, have researched and reached out to a few people who are in other expert businesses and ones that I work with now, it's the same. So a lot of the non-technical speakers are from some kind of technology companies who are talking to us about digital disruption, about, you know, digital solving of these problems that we, we may or may not have. So what I found out that, that and why it was curious that I had had these two in great succession with Matt and Avon is that while technology and network do look different, I think a lot of times when we're building our business habitat, we come across the same problems, and I certainly did as well, of why was I doing what I was doing? What was the problems that I was trying to solve? Now, the issue, of course, here for me was I didn't, what didn't actually define the problems that I was going to be solved. I had been told that to solve a problem of getting business advisory in, for instance, you need a software. So that seemed to be an easy solution. So what I have come to learn, as everyone does in life, is that there is no simple, there's no easy solution to hard problems whether that be in building a network or in building, you know, looking at your technology. So, as I said, while they look different, one's obviously a system play, they do have similar problems in that we do spend a lot of time and a lot of resources in going to events that we want to network with in this day and age in the last two years, taking calls from people who want to be in our network, going through LinkedIn, doing a lot of that. I mean, it would be curious if you want to have a quick look, go and look at LinkedIn, which is one of the biggest networks. See how many people are your peers as opposed to your potential clients. Remember, you know, if we go back to Matt's episode, the idea is that you build, and I know that mine's powerful now, is that I build, have been building, and my goal is to build my network with people I love or like and people that I would advocate So they're people who have worked with us or I have worked with who have done stuff for us, who have done stuff for clients, who I've spent time developing relationships with, and then they become super powerful. If you get some kind of plan, so back in the day, I didn't know when I was building network, 
I would go to say a business chamber commerce, chamber of commerce, say. And, you know, the idea was, of course, that I would network to get a, a relationship with and hopefully get some clients because that made sense. There were business people there. But what I didn't have was a plan or a structure around it. And, you know, I didn't have clarity. Now, when I go to a networking event or a network or do something or somebody's ringing me to be part of their network or vice versa for me, or I always have an intention, always think. Sometimes I don't know the problem that these people might be able to solve for me or vice versa, but I always have an intention with the call. So for me is is when you're building network, make sure that where you're going is going to solve the problem that you want to solve that day, even if it's not solving your problem overall. Now, the problem that I solve with my network is for collaborative support, not just for sales funnels or, or potential clients, but also for the solving of the technology problems, the solving of the other problems that go on into our app habitat. So if I'm looking at technology or we're looking at things, I build relationship with those people first. I explore, I find out what the problem they're solving before I put any kind of technology in. In fact, before I even get to that point, I make sure that we've got the systems and processes that technology can actually make more efficient. So like myself, early on in the piece, I put a CRM system in, as I said, because it would solve my sales, but I didn't have a sales process. So make sure that any kind of technology you're putting in is replacing something and making you more efficient. Make sure that you have the skills to put the technology in. And I don't mean IT skills here. I mean that if you're getting your team and you're putting technology in that you want to replace something, make sure you have the skills to make sure it happens. Spend time in that. Don't just let one person do it. So just make sure that that happens, that you are making decisions based on what you actually want to replace. So let's see if I can summarize this up for you. And, you know, go back to the first thing is that I learned a lot from putting in technology um, when I didn't need it, from buying too many, like, you know, oh, I need to valuation. I want to do more valuations, put in a valuation tool. I want to do advisory, put in an advisory tool, Um, whatever that is, without actually having the product or the funnel or actually having clients that were already doing it. I built network. I built a very much of a gig network. I had a lot of people who were in my industry which when you're trying to change things and whatever. And what was really interesting is the people who made up my network were the software providers, were the other influencers, you know, within my own industry. And that really did have a gig economy because what's super interesting about a lot of the expert, and I've since spoken at, at many of them, is that it's quite insular in your network. You've got to go outside it. So every time you think that you want to solve a problem or you want to build network, go and have a look at other industries. See what they're doing. See what other people are doing. Get outside the type of people that you're already working with. (laughs) Keep exploring. Um, I got some great advice from a coach once when I went to America. She makes sure that she goes to different industries, like a building industry. If she's at a, at a conference speaking somewhere and there's another conference on, she'll go and sit in it. She'll go and network. She'll go and ask questions. Her intention there is to find out all the information from other areas to get new thoughts, new ideas. So the problem she's trying to solve is new thoughts, and she actually plans it. 
I think we get very safe as well. And I think that we often go to events because we think we should. We're not really sitting down and looking at, is this a great part of my time? Now, when I am helping people start to build their network, they can go to events just with the problem to solve is to get more comfortable in their event. I will sometimes go to events that I know I probably won't get clients out of, but I really want to make sure that my messaging is okay and then I can deliver it. Things like this, always be mindful, always go in with a plan. Don't network for the sake of networking and don't put technology in because you should and this is the new shiny thing. Stop that. As soon as you don't um, hear that. Some other tips when you're actually networking, and this is the same for technology providers, is no matter what, like and respect the people that you want to build a network with or implement tech with. I wish I'd learned this earlier. I had a lot of people in my network that I didn't, I wouldn't have had out for barbecue. I was in business with people like that as well. And it wasn't that we didn't like each other, but it was just you've really got to have a relationship with people who are in your network and who will later advocate for you. And you've also got to have a relationship with people who are implementing your technology too. So, you know, make sure that you're always dealing with people that you like. And then when you're networking, do the people that you're talking to have a process to explore what you want? Or do they just talk about themselves? So how they can help you. So that's a really good key for me now. If I get into a meeting and no matter what I think their technology will do or what I, how I think that they've got a great network or whatever that is, they're not asking a little bit about me. They won't build that relationship. They won't advocate. They can't. And that's okay too. But then that's a really good way for you to quickly do it because the key to building a network is that you want a small amount of really good quality people and then you're going to invest time in them. So you have to be out of column pretty quickly because if you get good at what you do, a lot of people are going to want you, them in your network. So you've always got to be very mindful of that. If you really are unsure completely, I have, I cannot get somebody to explore the problem and explore what it is you're trying to solve with you. I have, you know, now pay people and, and certainly people <laughs> pay me to come and really get to understand the problem so we can solve it quickly. Invest in this. Building network, as I said, building network and technology is something that's really important. But if you do not have a strategy at the beginning or a plan and you are unclear on the problem that you're going to solve, spend the time trying to solve that problem. Spend the time trying to solve the problem with the problem you're going to solve. That is not a great sentence, I understand, but I hope I was clear in that. Because if you can get clear of where you want to go, the diversions and the the knocking out of alignment, and I'm going to add one more to that. Get clear of where you want to go, no matter what you're doing in your habitat, but particularly with network and um, technology, where you want to end up. Because then the questions you're asking is, will this help me get there? Will this person help me get there? Or will this technology help me get there? And if you cannot answer yes or no, or if you answer I don't know, keep exploring it. Um, Particularly, you know, with technology as well, it's harder actually long-term to get rid of technology because then you have to go through all the change again. Whereas people you can can get rid of, unless you're, of course, you're in business with them or you employ them, but that's a different story. It's for a whole new podcast. So be very clear in it because I can tell you if you spend time and money up front, it saves you a lot in the long time, even though that does sound counterintuitive. 
So the tips are make sure, number one, make sure that no matter what you're doing, you like the people and you respect them. Second of all, make sure that they have a process to find out what's important to you so they can at least help you then find this problem. Have the strategy, you know, really get clear on where you want to go so you can always have that very efficient question of is this person or is this technology going to help me? And, yeah, lastly, track it. So actually write down or quickly keep a log of what you're doing so you can go back later or that you're seeing what's successful and what you're not. If you're part of a network group, for instance, and you've been in there for six months and you haven't got the results that you wanted, again, that might not be end use sales, but always track it. So always track it to where you plan to go in. You're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to waste. You're never going to waste time though. You're going to be learning, learning, learning. And it's really all about the learning. As I said, I don't, for myself personally, I do not, I wouldn't trade the time and the money that it did cost me. However, because, you know, now I can sit here and have these type of conversations. However, I wish for you that you don't need to go through quite as much process, even though you will have to go through discomfort as well. Anyhow, as always, thank you so much for your time. Would love you to jump on and and book a consultation call to see if there's anything I could help you, you know, in 15 or 20 minutes um, solve the problem of it is or jump on and completely disagree with me. I I don't mind. But um, please take the time, anything that you're doing within your business, take the time to sit down and, and plan it out just a little bit. And it will save you lots and lots of time in the long run. And as always, Be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. We work super hard on bridging the gap between our expertise and our CEO skills to create more money and time in your everyday to create change. If this sounds like something that you would like to have a further conversation with, jump on blueprinthq.com.au and book a free consultation so we can continue the conversation. As always, be brave.